This is the president, Donald J. Trump, coming at you. Just figured you would want to hear from me on such an important day. Yeah, I was. Uh, I know that the Small Scale Life podcasts are going to be talking about big, beautiful walls for part of the podcast, and and I wanted to commend Tom and Julie and the crew over at Small Scale Life for producing such a big, beautiful wall with a big, beautiful door. They have officially made more wall than me and my presidency. Oh wait, maybe I don't want to say that. Anyway, uh, this is the president, Donald J. Trump, and uh, it's a big, beautiful crowd, a big, beautiful day. I hope you guys have a wonderful podcast. God bless America. See ya. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Dahmers. Well, welcome, everybody. Hope you're having a great day, great week. Things are looking up here in Minnesota. It is gorgeous outside. I was just outside playing ball with Karma the Wonder Dog, tearing up the lawn and having a lot of fun. It is a gorgeous week here in Minnesota, and it does not feel, it feels more like fall than the end of summer. I got to tell you, it is feels like full-on fall. And uh, we welcome it here after a, after a very hot summer. So I hope you're doing great. Hope things are going well. This is going to be a great little podcast. I started recording outside, but Karma wanted to play ball too much, and she, it just was making for some difficult audio. So I decided to pull it inside. I actually recorded um, a podcast yesterday in the car, but I wasn't real thrilled with the sound quality. So I've got to... I got to take a look at that. I think I might have to get a lapel uh, type microphone. So we're going to do this over again. Do this right uh, here in the home studio, the small scale life studio in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And we're going to do this right. So we have great sound quality. And so this week we're having a lot of fun. We're talking about we're doing a little we're doing a little potpourri again on the morning on the uh, Tuesday show, the beginning of the week show. We're doing um, let's see, we're going to talk about the weekend three things, catch you up on what happened and what's going on. And and uh, just have it's been a busy it's been busy around the, the Dahmer's homestead here in Minneapolis. And also uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the fall garden plan and give a garden update. It's been a long time since the garden update. And it's time to, uh, you know, talk about what's going on out there. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. We know you have a ton of options and folks to listen to out there. Looking at the analytics, you folks are listening to us. And we really do appreciate that. In case you're new to Small Scale Life, in case you heard about us from somewhere and decided, hey, I'm going to take a listen to this because it's kind of interesting. It's not every podcast that has uh, the president or Alex Jones on the front end, right? I mean, it's or, or, or the host of other celebrities we've had here at small scale life. So uh, in case you're new to small scale life, we are all about simple living, living simply where we are. We're also about gardening. We're also about homesteading. And we're also about having some adventures and a lot of fun along the way. We are not NPR, right? We are a little different than that. And uh, we're glad you're here. Like I said, there are so many blogs and podcasts. Everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's got a show. But we're glad you're here. Glad you're listening to us. And uh, we hope you stay. We hope that you enjoy your experience here and hope you have a lot of fun with us because we're all we're all about fun, right? We're all about fun and doing some fun things. So, you know, gardening isn't boring. It can be full contact sometimes. And uh (laughs) And it's always an adventure. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, If you're new or if you've been around for a while and you're like, boy, these guys are pretty good. Maybe I want to support their efforts. Well, feel free. 
we would love it. We've got a couple things set up for you. Uh, we've got uh, first things first. It is that time of year. There is canning going on. There's food preservation going on because it's harvest season, right? If you've been out in the rural areas, you've seen the big trucks rolling. So our little PSA is watch out for the farm trucks. Watch out for the farm vehicles. These folks are doing a lot of work. A lot of trains out there, too. So be careful out there. In addition, in the urban areas, you guys aren't free either. we got to watch out for the buses and the bus and all those kids getting on and off the bus. Got to be paying attention out there. It's real easy to get distracted and real bad when things don't go right. So be paying attention, listening to Small Scale Life Podcast, both hands on the nav- uh, on the wheel and keeping it between the navigational beacons. But it is harvest season and there is a lot of produce coming in. And uh, if you've been to the farmer's market, you've seen it. You know it. It's time to buy or it's time to harvest. And what are you going to do with all that stuff you've been growing all year? Do you know what to do with it? How about canning it? Do you know how to can something and preserve it safely? Well, you if you don't, you should check out the um, you should check out our affiliate. It's uh over at Simply Canning, over at, it's a canning basics class. So we will teach you. Sharon will teach you, not me. Sharon's the expert. Sharon Peterson will teach you how to safely can using the water bath, using pressure canning, and using the and developing some techniques and skills in that department. So if you want to save, you want to you want to preserve your harvest. This is a great way to do it. Come along with me. I'm taking the course. Let's do this. Right? You can do this. Do it with confidence. Do it safely. Feed your family all winter long. Come over there with me. Uh, I'll have a link in the show notes, but come on over. Be part of us. We are going to get a percentage of that if you buy. If you don't, that's fine. There's lots of ways to learn. I mean, I was self-taught. I haven't killed anybody. Knock on wood. So this is a way that you can preserve your harvest. So come along with me. Come on over to Simply Canning and take the Canning Basics class. If you don't want to take the basic canning class, that's cool. There are other options. There is an Amazon affiliate, Small Scale Life Amazon affiliate. You can order your products because I know you're shopping over at Amazon. Feel free to use our affiliate product, our affiliate code there. We get a percentage of the sale. We don't get, you don't get charged more. You don't get charged less. You just Give us a little percentage. Same thing with kit.com slash small scale life. That's our little online general store where we have products that we like. It's kind of a filter on top of our Amazon. So when you shop at kit.com, we are actually putting out Amazon products that we have in our house. We use in our garden. We use when I'm preserving food. So use those things, right? And we'll get a percentage of sale. We will create more content and do some really cool stuff. And with a little bit of support. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for support. If you don't want to buy anything, that's cool. Feel free to share this podcast around because we have a lot of fun here. Yes, we do. Uh, But thanks for tuning in, everybody. Let's get into it, okay? So let's talk about the first thing on the list. How was your weekend? <laughs> it's it's Monday. It's Tuesday, depending when you're listening to this. It could be even Wednesday or sometime in the future. Who knows? It could be three years down the road. But how was your weekend? Are you productive on your weekend? Maybe you should do. Maybe you should jump into the Small Scale Life Facebook group and join our Weekend Three Things efforts. There we post what we're going to accomplish. What three things? Not ten. Not fifteen. Three. 
just three things that we want to get done over the weekend. And sometimes it's just one. Sometimes it's two. Sometimes it's all three. And sometimes we even get more done, too. But these are the three main things that we want to get done on the weekend. And uh, it's gone over really well, really happy with all the lifers that have um, that have been participating. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I don't think I'm going to share any of those, except I'll share mine because... Why not? I'm the host of the show, and this is my show. But uh, we've had some really good stuff, um, and we hope. Uh, my hope is that you get inspired to finish those projects. My hope is that uh, maybe you'll maybe you'll see something that somebody else is doing, and you'll get inspired. Right? Maybe you'll get inspired to do some things. So maybe help somebody. Maybe get your own projects done. Maybe you'll want to take on that basement project like I am. Ha ha ha. So, um, yeah, check that out under the Small Scale Life Facebook group. We have my weekend three things. We're just focusing on three things. And in fact, I only focused on two this weekend. There was a lot going on. <sighs> yeah, the, the, the big two that I had was the basement project is number one. That is all encompassing. And we really made a lot of progress over the weekend. The second one was finishing the corn relish. Guess what didn't get any attention this weekend? And that's the corn relish. I'll talk about that in a minute. But yes, we worked on the basement project. It's huge. It's a huge project and building walls in the basement. So we had, um, you know, half the basement was finished. And we just, in case you're new to Small Scale Life, uh, we just purchased this home um, earlier this year uh, in June. No. Yes, June. Uh, and we had our, it was pretty full. We had uh, my two boys, uh, Danny and Ryan. Uh, Ryan was actually living in our basement. He um, he was living in part of the furnished um end of the basement um, we have a furnished half and then we have storage in our laundry room he was living in half the furnished half and then the small scale life podcast and workstation was um, the podcast studio and workstation was right by the foot of his bed and then we had a TV area um, near the other wall but uh, he lived down there we did not want to upset the apple cart and start on a massive project while he's here just because you know He's only here for the summer and, you know, there's a lot going on. So why not, why not, why not have a lot of fun and and enjoy the summer instead of throwing a big, huge monkey wrench into the whole process? So we didn't start the project until pretty much the day he left. So um, (laughs) he went back to school. Uh, He he went back there last, not this past weekend, but the weekend before he moved him into his house down there. So he had a full week down there before school kicked off yesterday. Uh, But when he left, it was game on. It was time to do our project. And what we're doing, what we're trying to do is we only have two bedrooms and one bath in this house. It's pretty tight with five people or four or even, you know, say just Julie and I someday. And then we have guests. We want to be able to have folks here. So we uh, we decided we needed an extra bedroom and we had an old bar area uh, in the area where Ryan was sleeping. And that bar area, that was actually removed. The bar was removed uh, before we bought the house. And then there was a cupboard area, an old paneled wall, and about five more feet of wall to the concrete wall. So we uh, we got busy. 
last week was busy. So even though I was producing some podcasts, you know, it was on the road and then it was uh, uh, part two of the homesteading for beginners, um, the definition of homesteading. So yeah, if you haven't listened to that one, that's a really great one. Uh, listen to it. It's on the small scale life slash podcast. It's right there uh, or on iTunes, Stitcher, all that. But listen to that podcast. It is fantastic. And you probably will need to listen to it again. It is that good. So um, you're going to need to marinate in some of this deep thinking that we were doing. Uh, but anyway, um, so we got busy. We started demo. Demo day, right? It's just like Chip Gaines. Hashtag demo day. And we got at it. We took down some paneling. We took down um, a false, or, well, it was ceiling tiles, old old ceiling tiles held up by furring strips. But if you look down from um, the end wall all the way to where the TV is, all the length of the room, you could see like the ceiling tiles doing a wave because <laughs> some of it was ready to fall down. It, you know, they put this up in the seventies or maybe the early eighties. It was just, they were just tired. They needed to be removed. So that's what we did. We removed ceiling tile. We removed paneling. Um, we removed uh, some studs. Uh, it was just, you know, it was, it was built with the materials I had and uh, it, it served its purpose, but it was time to uh, to do something else and provide better, more efficient space. So we got a lot of demo done last week, uh, and then we were lined up on Saturday. Oh, yeah, and I worked at the State Fair uh, last week, Thursday, Friday, Minnesota State Fair. If you were in Minnesota or Wisconsin, go to the Minnesota State Fair. It's awesome. I'll be there again Wednesday and Thursday, tomorrow and Thursday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, this week. So, um Yes, so we had got a lot of work done, a lot of demo work, and uh, Saturday was our was our start day for building. So demo was done, everything was cleaned up, um, a couple outlets got removed and moved, and some lights got changed, one light, but uh, we were ready to start construction. So we went and we bought some materials, more materials on Saturday, and we got busy. We're working with with Julie's dad. He's uh, the old trapper. Uh, Gramps is pretty good. He's done a lot of projects. He's got a lot of skills. He's he's got good he's got good skills. So it's I'm so thrilled he's here and part of this project. And we started with the hardest wall first, right by the door. And it just there was a lot of work that needed to be done and figure actually more figuring out than work. We have these two big beams there that form a T and they're they're massive. I mean they're like big railroad bridge ties. You got to work around those. So we had to figure out an angle as well where the door was going. So it had to be right. It has to line up right or it's just not going to work. Everything's going to be kitty wampus. So we spent a lot of time working on that and uh, finally we figured it all out put it in place, got that place, uh, that wall up first. So it was like a two, five foot walls. And as I put the stud in on the angled wall, (laughs) we figured out that our geometry was wrong. So (laughs) I had to change some things around a little bit after the trapper had left, but I got everything figured out and built another wall. Julie and Savannah helped out. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we got it in place and man, that was day one. It just, it, you know, got a lot done. Everything, everything happened. Even, even the angle, no big deal. We got that all figured out. And, uh, I got to say one of the cool tools that I'm using on this project, I have to put it on kit.com slash small scale life. It's a, uh, it's, uh, to, to get, uh, nails into the concrete because you got to keep these walls in place, right? You don't want the bottoms flipping around or anything like that. So I'm using this tool. Um, let's see if I've got the package. 
called the Duo Fast Construction Strike Tool. So it's a powder actuated tool, and it's a um, it's this tube, almost looks like a shotgun. for lack of a better word it acts like a shotgun you put the nail with the special washer on the uh in the barrel and then you put a 22 uh, round essentially a 22 round inside and for a firing pin you use your your hammer and you strike this thing and it it uh, it creates an explosion and pushes that nail into the concrete. So we've been having a lot of fun with that, actually. It uh, makes a loud noise, gets the job done. Uh, the girls love it. They love using it. So it's been a lot of fun to, uh, to do this project with them. So I'm working on all the framing. I'm good with uh, I'm good with working with wood. I've done a lot of different uh, little building projects over the years, so I'm I'm pretty good, you know, with saws and skill saws and you know all kinds of stuff, and and uh, I've got that all under control, all the framing and stuff. And there's some tricky framing that we had to do, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. Love it. It's just gearing me up for the project next year, the rebuild of the of the garden beds, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, and then the old trapper, he's got all of the electrical. And uh, we had one little mishap I have to tell you about. And some of our uh, some of our electricians in the group will probably laugh a little bit, maybe go, oh, my God, what are these guys doing? But uh, um, Danny was cutting a a stud and getting it ready. And and, uh, the old trapper was messing with some wires. And all of a sudden, you know, Danny's right about to make his cut. And we had this big poof. A little spark and a big cloud of smoke, I guess. Uh, some wires touched off or something. And no fire or anything. Don't worry. Everybody was fine. Nobody got shocked. But it was... it was. <laughs> we screwed up the cutting that board. And uh, we all had a good laugh afterwards. And I guess the trapper turned off the circuit breaker. Then turned it on for some reason. I don't know why. But, uh, yeah. So, fun times over at the Dahmer's Homestead. Um, getting her done. Having a lot of fun. Well, that rhymes, huh? Getting her done, having a lot of fun here down in the basement. And we'll be doing more of that this week uh, coming up Labor Day weekend. It's going to be labor intensive as we're going to get into painting and doing some of these other things. So good times. If you have a project, you know, nothing will teach you more. Nothing can be more frustrating, but nothing will, will teach you more than getting getting going on a project. And... Uh, in my car as it was raining yesterday and I was dodging, trying to not get in an accident, moving over for ambulances and stuff like that. I did have a little rant that said, you know, we, we talked about this in, um, the homesteading for beginners part two. That was one of Jay's main point is you've got to get going. You know, at some point you've got to put down the books. You got to stop the YouTube stuff. You, you got to stop paying for these courses and you actually have to get your hands dirty and get it, get it going. That's the best way to learn is to actually do it. And it's scary. I know some of the stuff I've never done before. Like I was just working on a report for work that I've never done before. You know, you're supposed to get it done in 24 hours. Sure. So, I just had to, you know, I just had to do it. And, you know, maybe I made some mistakes. Yeah, I'm just learning, right? And with this project, maybe we'll make a couple mistakes. Yeah, we're just learning. Some materials are cheap. As long as we don't have a fire, do something crazy, we're going to be just fine. So get 
busy is the message, right? Get busy. Get those, get your weekend three things. Join us. You know, you'll, you'll be surprised how much you can get done and how much fun you might have in the process and get to know people. And, and, uh, that's the real point is right. We're building community. Like one of our members went camping, um, another, um, and, and is trying to work out and we're going to be getting into that too here. I'm going to have a little fitness challenge, a little fitness, little fitness challenge going on. Yay. Yay. You want to do some fitness? I mean, you can't drink uh, the, the drinky drinks all the time. You got to do a little fitness and get rid of the little beer belly. You know, you got a little beer belly there. They ain't too good. It's not good. So, you know, then some other folks were uh, mowing the yard and, and, doing some interior door work and and others were um you know working with their beehives and making splits and then um and then greg burns was releasing new podcast episodes for the contrary beekeeper show so hey greg burns captain lumber squatch daniel bokeris and james blask they have the contrary beekeeper show check that out when you're done with small scale life don't go there now don't go there don't even think about it don't think about it do it later right you're listening to me right now. so, And then uh, some other folks, they were uh, uh, watching some high school football and then helping out a project, helping others, right? This could be part of your three weekend things too, right? Helping others. This uh, this poor lady had a storm roll through and she had a bunch of stuff in the shed and it was getting moldy. The shed fell apart. It was pretty amazing pictures. And and uh, this person went over and helped clean that stuff up and clean it out. So that's the kind of thing that we want to do and promote here at Small Scale Life. So good on you, Karen great job good job greg good job everybody else who participated thank you for participating and uh if you want to see the uh the basement project the pictures are there over at the small scale life facebook group right so go on over there and join us over there too all right so that's my three things oh the corn relish yeah corn relish yeah yeah i haven't finished the corn relish yet shoot so I've got about 18 ears of corn uh, ready to roll, and uh, all the materials are ready. I just need to put it together, mix up the brine, and then water bath it. And I'm hoping to do that right after I finish this podcast and post up this podcast. So that's the game plan, especially with me working at the State Fair in the next couple of days. But I can't leave these materials sitting any longer, otherwise they're going to rot and be bad. So we can't, we can't do that. We're not doing that. we got to use it. And uh, usually... Just talking about the corn relish, it's one of my, It's a, it tastes great, I think. I mean, I think everybody's had it. Greg Burns had it and loves it. So I was planning to make a bunch for barter blankets and for people that I owe stuff to. And uh, usually I do about four or five, probably about five bushels. And this year, it just I'm doing like... Oh, I'm doing about 18 years. That's about all. Um, corn season started real early this year. It started early, and we usually only get about four weeks of it, and then it's done. And we it gets too starchy and just not real good. Um, so it started early this year, and really about about a week ago, it was kind of ending. So um, the only way I'm going to get more corn is if I go to stores and buy it there. And I'm just kind of... You know, I'd rather put my efforts into salsas right now. Salsa coming up and more pickles. I'm going to make pickles. You know, I want to make some pickles. And um, I did make some really good pickles already, but I want to make some of my my spicy, sweet pickles. Sweet and spicy pickles. And they're great. They're spicy bread and butter pickles, and they'll knock your socks off. So I really want to do that. And uh, the corn relish, you know, I made some in 2017. We still have some jars left, so um, maybe went too too far with the corn relish. 
and really rather make salsas because um, we're out of salsa. That's a big problem here. So, yeah, it's a problem. So we need to make a bunch of salsa, and that's going to be um, that's going to be coming up in September. So again, if you want to make salsa and can it. Again, go over to Simply Canning using our affiliate and join me over there. We can make salsa and can it and it'll be awesome. And so when it's a blizzard out, you can open up, you can open up that, that jar of, of salsa and it'll, it'll pop like that. So yeah, that's what you want to do. So um, join me over there. We'll make some salsa. It'll be salsa in September, September spicy salsa month. Okay. That's what we're doing. And uh, we're going to have the the salsa contest here. So if you have good salsa and maybe you want to enter it in the contest and maybe I can figure out a prize package, we'll figure that out and we'll have a salsa contest. Huh? It's football season. Got to have salsa for football season. And fresh salsa is awesome salsa. And even salsa in a can is awesome. More awesome than paste and all that other stuff you buy at the store. And uh, it's good because you made it and there's nothing better than going to your garden, grabbing some tomatoes, grabbing the peppers. Maybe you have cilantro. Cilantro is tough to grow up here in Minnesota. It goes to seed real fast. Uh, onions. I got some onions in the garden. And uh, putting all this together, jalapenos, putting this stuff all together and having really good salsa. So, yeah, that's the plan. Uh, corn relish will get done. Just need to put a little time into it and just get it, knock it out of the park. So that's uh, the plan for a little bit later tonight. Wink, nudge. Um Okay, so that was a lot, right? You guys ready to talk gardening? <laughs> Probably, because uh, let's see, we're about twenty minutes in the show already, and or, or whatever, and you know, fifteen minutes in the show, and haven't talked about gardening yet. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about gardening. Um, fall is here. Fall is coming rapidly. Uh, like I said, I was out playing with. Um, Karma the Wonder Dog, she loves to play ball out there. And, uh, um, you know, right now it's like 65 degrees and it's going to be cool the next couple of days. So it's already starting to feel like fall. You know, it's coming. We had summer so early and, um, you know, it just it just hit like a hurricane and now it's cooling down, which is great. This is my favorite kind of weather is sixties, high sixties, seventies, low seventies up to 75, 80. Um, perfect. And you know, it's fire weather, you can have bonfires, having people over all that good stuff. So that's what we're looking forward to. Uh, how's the garden doing? Well, let's talk about it. Um, it's doing pretty well, actually. Uh, actually, Looking, let's talk about it uh, one bed at a time. We'll start with bed one. Um, that's been my toughest bed. <laughs> I don't think the soil is, as I've said before, that's been tough because the soil isn't as good as bed two. And, um, you know, looking at the plants in there, they're not as full, they're not as big as plant two. And I've got some tomatoes in there, and the tomatoes are really coming along from where they were about a month ago. So the tomatoes are doing well. Peppers have really come on now. I'm pleased with the peppers, and uh, I'm getting uh, some really good peppers going. Uh, some of them are red peppers. Some of them are green peppers. These are all bell peppers. Getting some banana peppers and jalapenos. So these are all good things. These are great things. It's all going to go into my salsa. Uh, really pleased with the peppers. I'm marginally, I'm, I'm okay with the tomatoes. I mean, they're coming. If I didn't have the other bed, I'd be pretty sad. Uh, but they're doing well. I mean, cause I'm a tomato guy, you know, I've gotten tomatoes to grow 15 feet tall and when they're not 
massive and hugely productive. And I go, oh, this is this is not as good as I wanted it to be. But it's doing really good. They're doing great. And uh, I tried to plant two clones, but it's just too late in the year for that. So I'm just going to pull those out. They really, um, we had a heat wave right after I planted them and they just, they just, they're just not doing good. So it's not worth it this late in the season. Um, just not going to get anything out of those. So it's time for lettuce for those spots. Oh, and then the zucchini. Yeah, zucchini. So about a month ago, I pulled out some really fat, six, six fat squash uh, vine borers in there, squash vine borers. Nasty little buggers. And, uh, you know, and then I, a week later, I was going to put dirt over the stem to, to so it would regrow some roots. Because, you know, I, I took a razor blade and a uh, box cutter and I sliced up the stem and I removed the squash bores. And so, um, you know, the stem was in pretty rough shape. And then I was cutting a couple of leaves off just to help the plant. And then it went snap. <laughs> I broke the stem. <laughs> so I probably should have chucked it then. Uh, but I did put soil over the stem. And uh, it, it it has like four or five new leaves on it. So I don't know. I should probably pull it and just call it call it good for the year. I've gotten a couple zucchini off there. It's not like some of my friends in Illinois that are zucchini kings and queens down there. Tracy, Todd. I know you guys. The T's. You guys. You guys. But, uh, um, you know... Uh, squash and zucchini just just not my thing you know i can do tomatoes i can do peppers but squash and zucchini man i just have trouble with them and mr bell told me i needed to put wood chips around the base and i just didn't listen to him and well guess it's uh the joke's on me but um so in F, in other words uh bed one tomatoes are doing good they're doing good they're doing fine uh peppers are doing great they're really coming on now zucchini and eh, that's so good two clones i put in and eh, that's so good so i need to get those out and put in greens actually that little box it was a it's a two by four box that uh, that the old trapper put on the end of this it was a four by four and then he added this two by four and the, the soil in there just not that great right so it'll be great when i totally rebuild these beds because just getting better soil and keeping the roots out. There's roots that are keep infiltrating into these boxes from beneath, from below. And uh, it'll be so much better because I can actually build some really good soil and the roots aren't, you know, sucking all the nutrients out from below and leaving nothing for the, and, and competing with the plants, right? You're competing with all of these roots from the grass or the lilacs or the trees. I don't know where these are coming from, but, um, they're just competing for the nutrients and competing for the water and, and just really making it a root-bound system. So it'll be great to to break that, break their hold next year. Um, so that's that's bed one. Bed two is born my superstar. That's a that's doing great. I've got three kohlrabi and a cup. One of the kohlrabi looks weird because it's uh, not the nice little round ball. It's like elong. It's like the kohlrabi oval. <laughs> <laughs> oval so this long thing so i probably need to harvest that off it's probably overdone it might taste a little weird or woody or something but i got to get that out um 
the basil that got hit with downy mildew and looking around the gardens in the area, the squash and, and uh, cucumbers and some other things really got hit with downy mildew. In fact, there was a article that came out uh, that was talking about basil just getting nailed with this stuff. And, and I had some really good basil plants going and it did get nailed. It just got hammered. Um, I think this variety of, of basil that I planted is susceptible real bad to the downy mildew. So um, been pulling that out, getting rid of it, um, and getting just it's time for that to be gone and be done. And uh, what else do I have? Oh, I've got uh, broccoli. I've been getting some broccoli out of the garden. Um, so that's been kind of fun. The cabbage worms didn't take it all, which is good. And then I've got uh, green beans, and they're gearing up for another shot. So I need to get some more Epsom salt, make a solution of Epsom salt, and put those on the plants. And why do you do that? It gives it, it, gives it more nutrients. Um, I think it's phosphorus or a magnesium. Anyway, I think it's magnesium. You can, you can tell with green beans when they are about to produce. If you look, watch the leaves, they'll suddenly turn kind of a, a brownish coppery look. Um, they're, they're working hard and they're trying to produce more beans. And, um, when that is occurring, that's a good clue for you to, to mix up a solution like a five gallon bucket and throw maybe a, a cup, cup and a half of Epsom salt in there and, and mix that up and, and just feed it to these plants because that'll give them that boost they need to create more beans. And, you know, the bush beans that I've had have real pretty little flowers, little purple flowers and it's cool so getting another shot of beans which makes me happy so i got to make some dilly beans that's another thing you can can and make on the list yeah i'm making list there yeah so that's another thing that's going to be coming right dilly beans and i love dilly beans those are fantastic i made spicy dilly beans um and then i've got the wall of tomatoes and uh yeah they've been producing and it's been great the one thing i've noticed here's my complaint one thing i've noticed uh, in both beds, the alpaca aroma, uh, the alpaca aroma have gotten a little blossom and rot in both um, in both beds, and I, I I struggled early in the season when Karma the Wonder Dog flew over the fence and was digging in those beds. So I'm not sure. And there she is barking. Maybe you heard that. Um, I'm not sure if they lost all their calcium because I do when I plant. I put in some used coffee grounds. I use uh, eggshells, really crushed up fine eggshells, and then I drop some aspirin in there too. And uh, that's been a great concoction, and it's really helped with growth and uh, disease resistance and also the blossom end rot. I haven't had blossom end rot in years, and now I've got a couple plants where a couple tomatoes where it's like, really? Blossom end rot? Come on. Come on, man. So I thought I had a solution for that. But, uh, yeah, so that's... That's that. The The garden actually did pretty well this year and uh, probably exceeded expectations. So I'm really thrilled with how things came out. Squash or zucchini, not so much, but hey, I got a really good one out of it and it was delicious. Delicious. The other thing I've got, um, I've got the two gutter gardens and the peppers in there, they're putting out some great pe- peppers now and I'm really pleased about that. Uh, the basil did well, and now it caught, it resisted the downy mildew for a while. Now it caught some, so those will be, I just actually went, I left it go to seed because I really wanted to attract some more pollinators in and give them some basil. They love basil, so why not let the pollinators have a shot before I pulled all that out? And then I've got onions in there, and the onions, you know, 
they got marginally bigger. I mean, I had little bulb sets like shallot type size and, uh, you know, they got marginally bigger. So, you know, others have said who have had gutter gardens that they don't get good um, onions in their gutter gardens. So whatever it is, what it is, um, can't be awesome at everything. So I'm going to pull those out, use them in salsa and, and some other things and, um, and call it a day for, for, um, for the onions in those gutter gardens. And then next year will be a different game. It'll be a different story because we'll have new garden beds and more fun to talk about, right? More fun. So let's talk about fall planning. It's time. Uh, fall is right around the corner. In fact, I'm probably two weeks too late already. Right. Because fall uh, up here, we get our first frost in around October 10th. And that's fairly consistent. Uh, we'll get that first frost and that'll just wipe stuff out. Uh, you can put covers over it and extend your season a little bit. But I don't know how that's, you know, you've got to be strategic about it, especially <clears throat> certain plants will get wiped out pretty pretty quick i mean if you ever seen a, a tomato plant hit uh, get hit with frost it ain't pretty and uh same thing with uh with beans it's just they just get wiped out and um that's why i'm gonna select some peas i'm gonna go kind of um i'm gonna go in the way back machine <laughs> i'm gonna go in the way back machine to season three episode eight so episode eight of this year that was way back in was that in january that was in February, February 15th, where we uh, did a podcast on the garden plan, the plan. So uh, when I talked about this early in the season, I talked about my plan for the garden for this year. And um, I had an early spring, I called that stage one. And I had late spring, summer, that was stage two. And then fall was stage three. And I really didn't talk much about stage three um, too much back then. Uh, really... My stage one got burned because, if you recall, in middle of April, we got 22 inches of snow. And that pretty much put the kibosh on any um, gardening in April and early May. And once we came out of that snowstorm, it was around for maybe a couple weeks. And then by Memorial Day, we were up into 100-degree temperatures. So... For all of you new to gardening, there's certain plants that do not like the heat. They just don't. Spinach is one. You just point to spinach. Spinach doesn't like the heat. They're like me. They like it cool. <laughs> They're like it cool, as Michael Jordan would say. Um, spinach likes cool weather. And uh, sugar snap peas, they kind of like cooler weather, too. Um, lettuces, greens. Your greens, kale and lettuce and arugula and uh, bok choy. And those things, they like cooler weather the 100 degree temps it just makes them go to sea they're just like screw it i'm going to the beach i'm i need to seed out so that's what they do another good one radish is a great um is another great uh cooler weather crop and uh, green onions are are another one i mean you can overwinter some of these onions uh, just leave them in the ground and all of a sudden spring they'll start putting up sprouts i mean they can over they can they'll overwinter um and then there, you, there's always another option, too, and that would be to throw up your hands. Well, not really throw up your hands, but, uh, you know, there's a chance to do cover crops, and that's what some farmers do. That's what some gardeners do. You know, they'll plant um, a winter rye or a, a, a sorghum or something like that just, just, for, just to add nutrients back into the soil, and they'll kill it off 
or maybe winter old man winter will kill it off frost will kill it off but uh that's another route too right and uh so so what's my plan what am i planning to do I'm planning to um I'm planning to go back to stage 1. I'm going to do what I was planning to do early in the spring and I'm going to go back to stage 1. I'm going to be looking at spinach, lettuce, kale, green onion, maybe some arugula, maybe some bok choy, maybe some chard. But definitely lettuce, definitely spinach, maybe some kale. I mean, we don't have a lot of kale kale fans here at the house, but um you know, I really need to go get those seeds going today, too, because it is the 28th and we are almost in September. We've got six weeks before um, before things get frosty, stay frosty. So that's the plan. Uh, we need to get that going um, as far as uh, cover crop. I'm tempted, but to be honest with you, I might just let the peppers and the tomatoes go you know, produce as much as they can. Same with the broccoli, let it go as much as it can plant greens in there. And then as we get into October, I might just put the leaf mulch on. I see this is where my brain's going. I'm thinking, you know, leaves are going to drop. So put the leaves on like I usually do. I put a layer of leaves on the beds and that'll keep supposed to keep some of the seeds from dropping in there. And then next spring, I'll have leaf mulch. I'll have soil. Uh, I'll take down the trellises because it's going to be rebuilding. It's going to be a rebuilding year next year. These beds are going away. They're rotting and falling apart. So uh, the chicken wire is holding them in place, <laughs> right? So it's time for these beds to uh, go to the happy hunting ground and a uh, little demo day again and remove them and get them out of here. So that is the plan. Uh, I've... So you're probably like, so what is the plan? So the plan is, I'm kind of going, what is the plan? Uh, I'll put the leaves on. I'll take the trellises down. The trellises will need to go. Chicken wire can come off. Oh, geez. If I take the chicken wire off, some of the sides might come apart and the leaves might blow. Okay, so uh, demo day might not happen until next year. But I can build the new garden stuff in the garage and have it staged up. So as soon as the weather turns good, I can roll it out and just slap it together. I mean, construct it. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll do. Demo and construction all on like a weekend and have it in place. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. And, and then I'll have soil. I'll have all the soil from this garden bed and I can take out all the roots, get all the roots out of it. I'll have the leaf mulch and I'll just make like a lasagna system in the new beds, right? Because um, you're probably like, well, what are you talking about? What is your new beds? What are you going to be doing? Ha ha. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a topic for our next Tuesday show. What is the plan? That is the plan is to talk about that next week. How's that for a cliffhanger, right? <laughs> Who thought you could have a cliffhanger with a gardening show? So the plan is, we'll talk about that next week, the soil will be there, the soil will be ready, and uh, the leaf, leaf mulch will be there, so that'll be ready too, and uh, then I'll have to add some more good compost to the garden beds, and we'll be rocking and rolling next year. Um, Wicking Bed Nation, the, the irrigator systems that Donnell and I were talking about, that is the future. So, if you want a preview of what we're going to be doing next year 
I would suggest you go back to the Wayback Machine now, to 2017, uh, episode 30. That was with, uh, actually, no, 32. Episode 32, season two, episode 32, and that was Wicking Beds with Daniel Freeman. We talked about Wicking Bed Nation, so we're going to make this a reality. I know I've been talking about it for a long time, but uh, we're going to have Wicking Beds in place, irrigator beds, as Daniel likes to call them. And we're going to not water, not spend hours watering our garden. We're going to have it done automatically. Does that not sound good? I know it does, because I've seen you all... Voting on the Small Scale Life Facebook group poll on what drives you crazy. Pests. This will help with pests. Watering. This will help you with watering. Weeding. Oh, yeah. This will help with weeding bigly. Bigly. So, this is huge. It's huge. So, next next Tuesday, you all come back now, you hear? We're going to talk about wicking beds, Donnell Freeman. Wicking beds. <laughs> so, um, that is the plan. I've got to get this thing posted. I've got to get to corn relish. And uh, that is game plan. And uh, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't heard those podcasts from last week and the week before, please do. I know a lot of you have, but uh, listen to those. It's really good stuff. Homesteading for Beginners uh, with Jay and Greg Burns. Those are really great podcast and I need to listen to them again because they are very good and there's really deep thinking uh, start with the why and then the definition of homesteading are you a homesteader I, you probably are but uh, sometimes you need a little encouragement right uh, and then building small community those that was another big uh, that was another great podcast I've gotten some really good feedback from folks that were like man this is just what I needed so if you haven't heard it listen to it yeah, that's what I want to say. Listen to it. <laughs> listen to it and listen to it again. Keep listening to it until it sinks in. Let's uh, let's stop talking. As my friend Jay says, stop talking, start doing, right? Journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And that single step is doing something. You got to start. All right. This is Tom from Small Scale Life. Thank you for listening to the show. Got a lot of guests coming up in the future. Really excited about that. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. And remember, always learn, do, and grow. And this is Tom from Small Scale Life. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. And we'll take care, everybody. We'll see you in the future. Thank you, Mr. President. Have a good night. God bless America.
Okay, I've got to change lanes here. This is going to be tricky. All right, hold on, folks. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to change lanes like Kyle Petty. Dude, seriously. Coming in, man. So anyway, yeah, that almost was an accident. Dude behind me. Great. Anyway, where was I? Anyway, it's been busy. <laughs> the bottom line, it's been busy. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays.